0: Johnson. Thanks for coming on Nick's VanCast. Thanks for having
1: me, Nick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My name's everywhere. Yeah, your, your name is
1: everywhere. I mean, it's funny. I tell I, I tell like a joke. I don't know if I told it this weekend, but I, I told I tell a joke about like, you know, possibly get get being kidnapped and, you know, in a van pulling up a white van. And like right now I'm in a white van with like a guy that I don't know. And it's just funny where life takes us. And it's funny the things that we trust and that we don't trust, you know, like don't trust a white van. But if it's a white van with a whole bunch of like podcasting material, mugs and, you know...
0: It's not just a front.
1: Yeah, your name (laughs) is there, you know, a welcome mat, then you can get in that van.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I tried to show you kind of what it was about before just... I checked it out. I
1: did. I did.
0: (laughs) Here we are in San Jose. Welcome uh, to the Bay Area. Like you said, you've been here before though, right?
1: Yeah. Is this considered the Bay Area?
0: Yeah. Okay. Which I always... So I'm from Santa Cruz, which is just a bit south. Have you been there?
1: Well, one year for my birthday, a couple of friends and I, we drove up from L.A. Um, We took the PCH and we drove all the way up to San Francisco. So I stopped at every like major touristy attraction city from Santa Barbara all the way up to uh, San Francisco. So I believe that I've been to Santa Cruz.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Yeah, that would be along the way. Yeah. So I always thought that that was the Bay Area, but that's actually considered what's called the Monterey Bay.
1: Okay, Uh, yeah, that makes sense.
0: But I went to San Jose State, which is like. A block that way okay and it's like everybody was like oh bay area college you know so oh, that's okay. how i knew it <laughs> i always
1: thought that the bay area was only san francisco and oakland mm.
0: yeah it comes a bit down yeah. south of san jose yeah. santa clara okay. so yeah but welcome again were Thank you here you. before doing comedy as well or just for travel and
1: no hair? i've actually i mean I've, I've 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 only come and stopped in san jose for comedy like i've done the, the san jose improv i think this might be like my third trip here Oh, cool! Yeah, mm-hmm. okay,
0: comedy, comedy, and acting—you do it all, really. You do, yeah. Um, do you consider yourself actor, comedy, comedian, uh, one more than the other?
1: I, yeah, I consider myself a comedian. Yeah, um, and I mean, I also act, but I think that when, when you know, when the world shut down, I think the thing that I d- c- continue to do was stand up whether that was via Zoom or whatever. And so I wasn't, you know, some some, some people who are actors, like, they, they created groups and got together and did scenes. Some people were like, we're going to create a web series, we're going to direct, you know. I was like, no, I need to do some comedy, you know, so...
0: A lot of people had a hard time doing Zoom because they didn't like the, the new dynamic with the live audience like in front of you. Did you do Zoom? And what would you think of that?
1: I did Zoom. I hated it, but yeah. I did it. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. That's what you do for something that you love, right? Like, there's... I, I did Zoom shows, I performed outside, I performed in like unconventional locations. You know, sometimes people will be like, okay, I have a big house, I have a backyard, come over, it's this amount of square footage and we're only gonna have 10 people in the audience, you know, so that everybody can social distance. We have, like you do it all for the thing that you love and, and I did.
0: That's a great way to look at it, yeah. absolutely. And you'll continue to progress if you have that passion and stay on it. Yeah. Um, you're from not from California though, right?
1: No, East I'm not. From Cal- yeah, I'm from New York.
0: Yeah, you had a great show last night, by the way. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and uh, you mentioned that you're one of 13 kids, right?
1: Yes, I'm one of 13. It's
0: mm-hmm. pretty wild. Um, yeah. You always had someone to hang out with, I'm sure, right?
1: Yeah, you know, it. It. it <laughs> interestingly enough, I am the girl in between a lot of boys, and so yes, I was always around people, but I've always been a loner. Like, I, and I think that's the reason why I can exist today. I can be in a room full of people and still somehow create like a world by myself, hmm. you know? Okay. Um, so, yeah, I was always around a lot of people and I have five sisters, but they're so far in age from me on both sides. They, they, they never really felt like my friends until we got older.
0: Okay. Yeah. And the reason I bring that up is because also you mentioned everybody's doing different professions and yeah. things. Are you are you the only sibling doing comedy?
1: I'm the only sibling doing comedy. I think that most of them believe that they are very funny. <laughs> A good portion of them believe that they are in fact funnier than me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do believe, and I hope that at one at some point another sibling i'm not going to say which one but i i definitely have someone specific in mind i hope that they venture into comedy or entertainment you know in some way shape or form but right now i'm the only person getting paid to tell jokes yes
0: <laughs> i think that should speak to who's funniest <laughs> at the time at least right yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um was there something about the dynamic of that uh upbringing that led you to that profession more than something else perhaps
1: You know, I would love to say, yeah, I would love to have the story like we used to put on family talent shows and I would get up and tell you that just was not my existence. Comedy was just as much a surprise to me as I think to anybody around me. Like I was not the kid in the house. I saw Raw, you know, as a kid, I saw, you know, comedy specials I uh, I guess a few of them but I didn't leave a comedy special feeling like I gotta be a comedian I left it feeling like that was so funny wow look at that thing that this person gets to do like that's so impressive you know but I had no idea nor desire to do it and then one day one day out of nowhere I was just working like a nine to five um, and I was working for a comedy like producer and I just quit my job and I went to an open mic, and I did five minutes of what I considered jokes, and the rest is history.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. So, really, just things fell into place. Yeah. In terms of comedy. Yeah. So, was that what led then to, you know, Last Comic Standing, for example? Is that kind of the, what happened right before?
1: Yeah, so... um Well, when I first moved to L.A., I moved to L.A. like to pursue acting. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't have a plan. But I had a a really good friend who was like, she's going to L.A. to be famous. And at the time, she was like doing like acting and music. Right. And I was like, oh, man, well, I can't not I can't let her be famous without me, you know. (laughs) And so that was my that was it. You know how some people need like they need they need one big win before they decide to do something or they need a like an intricate plan. I was just like, no, I, I think my friend needs me to be on this journey with her, you know. And that was all I needed. And I moved to L.A. And then I remember like one of my first like comedy bookings, I did like this prank show. And a friend of mine who is a comedian, Ian Edwards, he was like um, he said, hey, they're looking for this production is looking for funny women. And I'm like, well, why are you calling me? He was like, because you're funny. I'm like, no, I'm not. He's like, yes, you are. I'm like, no, I'm not. I've done nothing to ever say or prove that I'm funny. And he was like, just go to the audition. So i go to the audition. I book the show. I do the show. I mean, even after that, I didn't feel like I was a funny person or even a comedian. I then started taking like improv cast classes and sketch classes. And then one day, out of nowhere, completely unrelated to everything I just told you, I then got on stage and did stand-up. And I don't know, like, maybe after, like, two years or something like that. You know, I I feel like with stand-up, the best thing that you can do to be seen is to perform. You know, like that's all. You never know who's in an audience. And I would be performing at places like the improv. and You know, I mean, I would be doing open mics and things like that. And people would be in the audience and they would be like, uh, they would be like three people removed. You know, one time I did this show and the host of the show was like, Wanda Sykes has to see you. And I'm like. I think there's a couple of people that need to see me before Wanda. Like, I felt like that was like I wasn't there yet, you know? And he was like, I'm going to... Like, Wanda Sykes had a show at the time, uh, I think called... Oh, oh what was it called? Uh, Herlarious. Um, oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I
0: remember that.
1: And I think it was like, I think when the person saw me, Hilarious was like maybe doing its last episode or something like that. And he's like, I got to tell Wanda about you. And it's like, you know, people have come up to me and said the great things after they've seen me perform and I didn't hold on to it, you know? And then maybe like a few months later, I got an email from him and he for- he, sh- he forwarded me the email that he sent to Wanda. He was like, I just want you to know that I sent this, you know, I talked about you, I did everything I said, it's just that we were taping the last, like, few episodes, so it was just about a timing thing, and I was like, oh, thank you so much. After that, I got, I I was doing, I was showcasing for NBC, um, for their stand-up showcase, and I didn't get it, and I went to, I I got to, like, the semifinals, but I didn't get to the final showcase, and I... I went to see who made it to the final show. Let me see who they, what 10 comedians they thought were better than me, right? And so I'm watching and I I watch the show. I get ready to leave. Me and my friend were waiting for valet outside of the improv and Wanda Sykes comes out. And she says, hey, Zaynab. And I'm like, I don't know why Wanda Sykes knows my name, you know? And my friend looks at me. He's like, you know Wanda Sykes? I'm like, I don't, but shh apparently she knows me. So let's just play along, you know? And she was like, did you go up? And I was like, no, I just came to watch. And she was like, oh, okay, good. And I was like, wait, what? And she was like, yeah, I would have been mad if I missed you. Wow. And I was like, I mean, that like blew my mind. Me and my friend got in his car and we were like, WTF? Like what the, you know, like we could not believe it. And then shortly after that, I got an invitation to come audition for Last Comic Standing. Wanda Sykes and Paige Hurwitz were the producers. And yeah, and I auditioned. And I remember the audition was at like John Lovett's Comedy Club at Universal. And I'll never forget this. You know, I don't know if you know, Um, What do you do besides podcasting a van?
0: (laughs) I'm not a comic. Uh, I'm a filmmaker. I do video marketing for a hospital, actually.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Well, so you wouldn't know this. No. A lot of times when you audition to do something in the stand-up world, it is like in the most unconducive environment. stand-up. So as much as it was at a comedy club, it wasn't in front of an audience. It was in front of executives who had files of paperwork in front of them. You know, when you do, like, reality television, which Last Comic Standing was, it was a reality competition show, they have your entire file. They have to do background checks on you. They have everything on you to see if this person is qualified to, to, to not just funny, but is a compelling enough story for America to want to watch Watch this person succeed you know and so your goal you're not gonna make the produce you're not gonna make the the corporate people laugh because that's not why they're there and so you rely on the person that's standing at the door you rely on the PA you rely on maybe the person that's at the venue that's like cleaning up you rely on like them to like laugh while you're doing your set and I remember when I was doing my set uh, the per- the security guy who was standing next to the door, he was laughing so hard. And right maybe like a minute into my set, I saw this little tiny petite person kind of creep into the room with a hood on. And so I followed a person, and as they sit down, she removed her hood, and it was Wanda Sykes. And I'm like, oh, okay, she came in to see my audition. Now, I don't know if she came in to see everybody's audition, but I know she came yeah. in to see my audition. Um, and then, yeah, I got on Last Comic Standing. I didn't win. Um, but I had a shaved head when I was on there. I had a shaved head, and I think, like, uh, I think I had, like, some nice, you know, different jokes. Like, I had some unique enough jokes to the point where people thought that I won because I, I was who they remembered, oh, you know? Okay. And so you figure who you remember is who who won. But no, no, I didn't win. That... I didn't even make it past the semifinals again. <laughs> yeah.
0: But you had a good time. I had and, a great time. Uh, look where you are now. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm... I'm, I'm headlining, you know, comedy clubs around the country, which yeah. is great.
0: I love that you say that, uh, you know, just you never know who's looking. And and yeah. actually I had another comedian on who said that pretty much the same thing. He said, you never know. And so it's about like showing up and yeah. always putting in your best. Yeah. And um, it's very apparent. And I think I haven't been to that many comedy shows, but it was very obvious, like even not knowing your you know, previous material, seeing how hard you put, how much effort you put into that show. I think that that was really cool to watch. It's always fun to see people when they're giving their all. Yeah. Um, and then also what I wanted to ask about that kind of along that lines is when you're preparing material for uh, a show you're headlining or for a television show or something um, like Last Comic Standing, uh, how do you write? And then also, how do you like, I'm not like a public person besides this podcast, but yeah. how do you know what to share? And is that kind of daunting sometimes when you're going to put your heart out there?
1: Yeah, I mean, now it's extremely daunting. So you were at the first show last night. Yeah. First show last night, I told a joke that uh, involves me kidnapping, you know, coming face to face with I, what who I would call a pedophile, right? Um, and that's not funny. Like, just saying that is very uncomfortable. Um, and it, it's hard to make... Something like that funny, even if you can find the humor in it, which is what I'm trying to figure out, you never know what sensitivities your audience has. Is you never know what it triggers in people, you know? And so it's very hard. But I mean, it's the job that I told. I think that it's very easy to um, get on stage and pretend, you know? I think that's like, um, that. Th- th- that's easy. And that can be fun, but that is not... My approach to stand up comedy, my approach is to be um, revealing, you know, my in, in the attempt to share and connect with you, you know, and to make anything that might seem taboo, not taboo, because we're all human beings and experiencing very wonderful things, but also very traumatic things, you know. And if you can come out at the end of any situation with joy, then that's like a celebration. That's a win you know? And so that's my approach. Now in terms of like writing material for something like Last Comic Standing or like a late night set versus doing like an hour live show, the hour live show is like exploration for me, you know? Like I might plan to do something, but in front of that audience, I might veer off and go into something, you know, that show, I did some things that I didn't plan to do on that show, you know? And I just, you go with it. It's live theater. Um, You know, when you're when you're planning for a taping, especially something like Last Comic Standing, you get five minutes. Your set is five minutes. You practice that set, you plan that set, you you know, and you try to, as much as you know that this is like what I'm doing, I'm not veering off, it doesn't matter what ha- some I mean, something crazy would have to happen in the room for me to veer away from this practice thing because this is a televised, you know, set. What you try and do is you try and get it so down that when you get up and perform it, you know, on, let's say, a stage like Last Comic Standing, that you can have fun doing something that you've done over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and over the same way a hundred times, you know?
0: Yeah. And I'm also, again, not a comic, but I've heard that when you are doing a stand-up show, is it like giving your act, your your rehe- something that's very rehearsed, you're yeah. trying to make it sound not rehearsed? Yeah, is yeah, that yeah. kind of the, the case? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think you. I think in certain... Instances, right? So, so yes, like so. Some of the things that I've set up there at the show that you're at, it's like my second or third time saying it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to find exactly what's funny about it. Um, I a- a- audiences are very different, you know. I could go somewhere and talk about um, guns and t- an audience would be like, woohoo! you know. And then I found out in San Jose. I found out. I found out in a lot of places in California that gun talk is like. Mm. mm
0: so you adjust like for tonight, I don't for adjust example? okay no,
1: I don't adjust, I gotta say what I got my life is my life, yeah, you know, so I just have to um figure out what's universally funny about this specific uh, thing, you I know see. what's what's what is funniest to most people about this very specific experience that I'm having Wow, you know that's that's my approach to it.
0: It's like a science.
1: I wouldn't say that. I I remember I was on a podcast like years ago and I was like, you know, comedy is like, you know, we're like docs, we're like surgeons. We're up there just, you know, doing work. And somebody sent me a a very long and exhausting DM, like, how dare you compare stand-up comedy to performing surgery? Do you know what goes into surgery? We're saving... I'm like, it was a metaphor. Get the hell off my back, please.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure that's not the case usually, right? You're getting good feedback. As I mean, again, you're hilarious. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I get good (laughs) feedback. But every so often, you know what it is? I get great feedback, but every so often you get that bad feedback, and that's the thing that sticks with you. Yeah. You know, it's just like an audience, you know, like 300 people could be laughing, and then if two people aren't, you're like, hold up. Yeah. What's wrong with y'all, you know? and I think it's just the human condition.
0: Right, Yeah. Okay, so preparing for a, a comedy show. Yeah. But then you also do phenomenal acting. Thank you. You're in a few amazing shows. Yeah. 100 Humans, upload. Yeah. What's your preparation like for something in that realm, too? Because that's got to be a completely different preparation, right? Well,
1: yeah. And then those two shows are very different. Like 100 Humans was like, um, not is not really scripted it's a social experiment it's an unscripted social experiment show which i hosted so yeah there's copy that i have to memorize you know um as the host as one of the hosts but there's no i'm still able to just be myself i'm still giving information and all i have to do is remember to convey that information very clearly but aside from that i get to be myself which i think uh you know, I think service me especially in one hundred humans um with upload, which is a scripted half hour comedy on on prime video on amazon um i uh huh, how do I prepare for that um, the character alicia she's um I think that I get to be kind of like myself a little bit. You know, like a little bit. It's really interesting because I think that I don't have to it's not one of those things where I'm trying to imitate somebody else. I'm just trying to like okay, this is this girl, this is her circumstances and these are the things that she says. Can I do that today? You know? And every day I can do it. It's it's interesting my my nephew who is like I, I believe 12 or 13 years old now. He watches the show. He loves the show and he's like it's so weird to Z Zainab like this. And my sister, who's his mother, was like, what do you mean? And he's like, because she's nothing like this. But it's like in interviews and things like that, people are like, you're so like Alicia. Like you guys are so, you know, I'm like, that's so interesting that my nephew who knows me very well is like, my aunt is nothing like this. This is so crazy to watch it, you know? But I just try to, um, I don't know. I try to keep Alicia very like grounded and real she's already like the very grounded real character on the show and so I try to like remain honest the the writers give me like easy material to work with and by that I mean like I'm not having to say things that I normally wouldn't say Mm -hmm. you know I'm not having to like recite like scientific jargon or legal jargon or you know what I'm saying it's a tech show I'm not having to say a whole bunch of techie things you know So I just try to it's like, oh, OK, in this scenario, she's going to she's she's not doing her job well and she's going to get in trouble by her direct superior. I think I can imagine what that's like, you know, to be in trouble. So just exist in that. That's that's kind of like how I approach it. And then it's always easiest, I find, um, to know your lines, you know, like as an actor, I feel like and, I, and I'm not and I'm no expert. I'm not an acting teacher. I'm not saying anybody should do what I do. But I find that for me, I have more freedom to, like, perform and play within the scene if I know my lines. If I know my lines, then I can, like, do whatever. But when you're struggling to, like, remember the lines, then it gives you very little room to, like, move freely and play and maybe even come up with other things within that scene, you know?
0: Is it hard? Are you good at memorization, because I am not.
1: <laughs> I am. I'm... Yes and no. Yeah. So I'm good at remembering lines, but I have to work really hard to remember them specifically how they're written. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I was... Yeah, I was... Um, it, it, Recently, I did um an episode on the TV show Rami, and, which is not out yet. The third season isn't out yet. And I was out at a comedy club in new york city i was at the comedy cellar and i was sitting talking to craig robinson and he was like um what time do you have to film tomorrow and i'm like oh my call time is at 8 a.m i'm like not too early you know i'll get out of here like in the next couple of minutes and you know make sure to have time to like sleep and rest and whatever and he was like oh, okay you want to go over your scene you know and i'm like i think i got it and he was like, you know, I'm here. Like, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's just do it. And like, we're in the middle of a crowded restaurant in the middle of the, of the village in New York. And I pull out the scene and Craig starts going over it with me and I'm doing it. And he was like, you know, that's like beautiful work. He was like, but you're really butchering the lines. And I was like, am I? And he was like, yeah. And it's like, you're not, it's like, he's like, you're not butchering them like crazy. He was like, but you're like changing one or two. He was like, this is not Zaynab. Mm, okay. You know, this is not Zaynab. So every line, every word on this page is there for a reason, and you should honor that. And so it made me, I went over every, he was like, honor the punctuation, punctuations, honor everything, you know? He was like, don't take the words for granted. And I'm like, dang, he just you know, I was trying to have a little bit of fun before, you know, a day of work. And then I, I I went over the scene with him. I took everything that he said. I went over the scene with him a few times. I got back to my hotel and I ran that scene line for line, word for word, over and over and over again. And I found that it really helped me because the next day I got on set, I did the scene as written a bunch of different times. And then Rami is watching it and he's like, there's something missing. Like, we have to... There's something that we have to... Like, we got to write something else. There's a part of this interaction that's missing, right? And then he gives me, like, these four new lines. And he's like, say... Put this in, those lines. And I'm like, okay. But the only reason I was able to do it effortlessly is because I knew the other lines so well. It didn't... I wasn't, like, thinking of it and then trying to be something. You know what I'm saying? So... It just made things a lot. It gives you the freedom to then add, layer the work, if that makes
0: sense. Okay. is a little bit of like ad-libbing stuff too. Like, are you allowed to like add things in? or On
1: upload, yes. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, you know, if I, I was just kind of like a, you know, just like a guest role on Rami. So it's like, you know, you servicing something very specific. Mm. My my, I wasn't there to like ad-lib. Okay. You know, I wasn't, I, it was the first time that I'm on a comedy and I wasn't really there to be funny.
0: Got it. You know,
1: that's like, that was like, not weird, but not typical for me.
0: I was in one, I think one play in like sixth grade. Okay. And I remember only doing it because I had a crush on a girl in my class. That's That's the only reason I did it. motivation (laughs) enough. Midsummer Night's Dream. And uh, I remember just totally not trying even to memorize the lines. And then I got Poison Oak like two days before the play. So So my my mom saved
1: saved you from yourself.
0: No, I was still up there (laughs) and my mom still gives me (laughs) grief today because I'm up on stage not knowing what to say and just scratching my face, making a fool of myself. So memorize your lines. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And did you get the girl?
0: (laughs) No. (laughs) Just out here cruising San Jose in my (laughs) van. (laughs) That's cool, though. You get to get that feedback from people that you work with and stuff, though. I have some cards. I know you have limited time because you have a show tonight. I have a
1: show, yeah, and I yeah. didn't realize the show actually starts at seven today. Oh my already. gosh! What time is it?
0: Six forty-three. Okay, there I go.
1: No, I don't start. I mean, I don't <laughs> start the show. There's there's like forty minutes of show before I go
0: on. Okay, yeah. I'm trying a new segment. Okay, okay. It's it's questions, burning questions. Okay. And this isn't prepared or anything. I just thought of this today. Okay. Okay. So there, I I have these cards. Okay. And if you'd like to pick a card. And answer the question, or you don't have to.
1: No, I mean commit to it. Come on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know it's a new it's a, it's new, a new thing. Segment. It's a new okay. segment. Okay, so I'm, I'm the only I'm the first person. First to do person it? ever. Okay. Um, it was like a whole stack of cards. I'm like, ah, oh, those are weird questions. I took them out, but again, random. I'm randomizing them now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So feel free to mix them up. Pick a card, whatever you want. It says burning questions. Burning questions. And
1: on it is fire. Okay, so. Oh my God, this... Wow. (laughs) Wow. So the question is, do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Wow. I just made a video about this. Um, I was doing this tour a few years ago. Um, I was doing like a Muslim-specific tour with Muslim comics uh, or... Yeah, Muslim comics um, in front of Muslim, uh, you know, predominantly Muslim audiences. And one of the producers on the tour who works with this nonprofit, he at the end of the tour, he was like, would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? And I was like, "Hmm, I never really thought about it. Um, And he said, um, he said, I think that you are very much an introvert um disguised as an extrovert right mm. and i was like what do you mean he was like well you know we've done like 8 8 or 10 cities he's like and i've watched you he said and you are so friendly, and you take everybody in, and you converse. You make everybody feel like they have your undivided attention. He said, but the moment we are done with everything, the moment the crowd leaves, like the moment, like we're just sitting like in a hotel lobby or at like you know getting, you are exhausted. He was like, and I think that that's a sign of an introvert. Like, as much as you do socialize, it takes so much energy for you to do that. And I think that that is true. Like, I'm very much an introvert that, uh, you know, is posing as an extrovert. Even you see, when I first started talking to you about my family, I'm like, yeah, it was a lot of us, but I still felt like a loner. I could be in a room with a bunch of people and be very comfortable by myself, you know? Um, Also, the video that I posted online a a couple of weeks back, I was talking to this guy on a plane, and I thought I did a really good job at, like, you know, socializing. And he sends me an email uh, a couple of hours after we landed, and he's like, I checked out your comedy, and you're really, like, entertaining on stage, but rather aloof in person. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you got the fact... I'm sure it felt like I was aloof because... I didn't want to talk that long, you know, like I'm not, re- I'm, I'm an introvert.
0: Yeah. Also on a plane, people. <laughs>
1: I know that too, that too.
0: I've been sitting next to people. I'm like, okay, cool. We're going to chat while, you know, we're Yeah, no, people like to chat.
1: Then- <laughs> people like to chat. And it was a 6 a.m. flight. Oof. It was a 6 a.m. flight. Yeah. Cross country from L.A. to New York. And that's what I'm saying. I felt like I had given, but it's like now I'm, ex, I'm I'm exhausted anyway. But now I'm especially exhausted because I spoke to you for 40 minutes. Yeah. You know, like yeah. had an engaging conversation with you. For, I can do that, but it does it takes it takes a lot out of me. Yeah. You know, when I get back to the hotel, people are always like, "Let's get a." I don't drink anyway, but they're like, "Let's let's hang out after the show. Let us buy you, you know, a meal or something like that." And all I could think is like, "I just need to get back to the hotel." Yeah. And take a shower. And just rest. Like, even if I'm not going right to sleep, I just need to, like, you know, yeah. get it all off of me.
0: Absolutely. I Someone put it to me this way one time. They said, I think you can have, you know, introvert or extroverted tendencies. Yeah. And for an extrovert, uh, they get they, they compared it to getting money and spending money. And they yeah. said when they're around when you're around people as an extrovert you're getting money you're getting energy yeah. and then to be alone you're spending it and you're eventually going to have to you know yeah. make that up um so i kind of like that everybody has a bit mo- a- of each i guess
1: yeah but that i mean even now that you say that that makes total sense when i'm around people i feel like i'm spending spending money yeah you know for sure yeah in the, in the form of energy and then when i'm by myself it even it would even happen when i like in relationships you know i'd be like around the guy that i'm with like you know, and be enjoying it, like loving it, not wanting it to end. But then I would feel relief when I was away, like not broken up, but just like, oh, OK, tonight I'm at my place. And I would be like, oh, I could just sleep now. You yeah, know, like
0: absolutely. You're looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Interesting. I should actually look up. The definition, like the actual definition mm. of introvert and extrovert. Do you know, like, the actual definition?
0: No, but we could look that up little Yeah, really let's quick. look it up. I'm really
1: interested. <laughs>
0: introvert versus extrovert.
1: Or just look up the definition of each one versus
0: okay. comparing. The definition of introvert says a shy, reticent person.
1: Okay, I'm not shy at all.
0: And then, yeah, that's interesting. That's just what Google says. And then extrovert. Says an outgoing, overtly expressive person.
1: I'm out. I, I mean, that sounds like I'm an extrovert.
0: Yeah. So, again, kind of both. But again, yeah. you, I think you just have to decide for yourself. Like, you're you. It's like when people say, Oh, what's your Myers Briggs personality test? I'm like, I don't like that. I'm just Nick. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. like sometimes I'm this and sometimes I'm that. And yeah. just got to decide it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I have one more card that I pulled aside because okay. I want to ask you this.
1: Okay. <laughs> don't be
0: nervous. <laughs> I'm not. How do you wish to be remembered, whether that's in a, you know, a, a comedy way, an acting way or just a Zaynab way?
1: How do I wish to be remembered by like the world or like the people that.
0: Like a legacy that, you know, either people who know you or people who watch your work would you would want them to take away from that, I guess. Yeah,
1: I um A huge compliment that I get when I get off stage is um, I just wish I was your friend. I just wish I had a friend like you. Um, And I don't know, that's like a huge compliment. So I think that if the world remembered me as like, you know, like a talented, hardworking, integral, um, honest person, that would be great. But I think if they also felt like you know we just always wanted to be her friend that's the friend that you that's the friend that everybody wishes they had then that's like that's like a really wonderful legacy
0: that's amazing yeah. thank you for sharing that yeah 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 someone said to me one time they're like i don't want people to say that i'm nice cuz yeah. nice you can just like pretend but i want people to say that i'm kind
1: yeah so i think yeah. that
0: that reminded me of that yeah and then I have one last question for you.
1: Okay, you keep saying one last question. That was Another the last question. card question. Okay, a card. <laughs> Am
0: I allowed? Oh, shoot. I gotta no, hurry. I gotta course. wrap this up. <laughs> of
1: course you are. Of course you are.
0: Basically, it's the premise of Nick's cast is again, talking with people who are passionate about what they do. Okay. They've turned their passion into career through hard work. Um, and in what you do with performance and uh, the art that you do, yeah. if someone were to ask you, How do I do what you're doing? What do you tell them?
1: Um, how to do stand up comedy?
0: Yeah, or what kind of questions are people asking you? How how to make it in showbiz? What yeah, what yeah, kind of DMs yeah. do you get?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I get all of those. Yeah. Like, how? Um, I would say there's no one path, you know. Um, but what you have to be willing to do is get up every day and and do it. Do something towards that. You'll figure out what's right and what's wrong and what works best for you. But above anything you have to get up and be willing to do it every single day you have to be willing to do something towards that thing every single day and that's it
0: you are doing that yeah and uh it's just amazing to see you last night and i'm excited to see all that you do in the future
1: yeah thank you so much <laughs> thank you
0: all right thank you Zainab, yeah. and talk soon <laughs>